Sustain Nutrition, chewing the fat, coming at you live from Sustain HQ. The two fattiest coaches <laughs> chewing the fat. <laughs> it's me, I'm James, it's <laughs> Joe, and I'm, I'm Joe. Fenton <laughs> is playing with his toy again. Joe, well I'll say what we're talking about because you'll obviously get it wrong. Because <laughs> you're useless. <laughs> it's another ranty episode. We're talking about calorie counting, whether you should do it, kind of pros and cons, and probably go off on a couple of tangents too. You may still sound like a ranty old husband then. You know, just get it wrong. <laughs> all wife, all wife. All wife. All wife. Most likely wife, but we've got a female audience, so best to say the blokes first. Can we get on with it? Because we are now 20 minutes into the podcast. <laughs> right. Calorie counting. Lots of people will think it is the be-all and end-all for losing weight or dropping fat. Joe, is that true? Um, I wasn't listening to what you're saying because I was preparing my next point. <laughs> <laughs> Could you refresh me? No, it's not true. <laughs> no, what are you uh, talking about? Calorie counting. Uh, yeah, I know that much. Do you know? Is it necessary to lose weight? No, definitely not. You know, it's quite a relatively new phenomenon, isn't it? Because before the creation of the app, you know, you remember these times well. Um, I had people, a book. I had a book. It was all written in there. People still managed to lose weight very successfully. Well, people didn't get as fat in the first place, but fat loss, you know, has been possible for a long period of time. It's obvious knowledge. You don't need to track your calories to do so. Yes, I think that there's a time and a place for it. So when people are getting down to you know very very lean or you know. For certain goals. I think you can do it like sporadically, can't you? You yeah. go, how much protein am I eating? So I've done it with a guy once. I said, out of interest, how much lamb are you having? And he said, 300 grams cooked. And I went, that's too much. <laughs> so, you know, in that case, that's cool. Because it very quickly gives you a snapshot. But you get people, not to, to pick on any demographics in particular, but when people are particularly overweight and they're logging everything and, you know, they're working out how many grams of green beans they had and how many grams of chopped tomatoes in their bolognese and stuff the issue you've got isn't that it's not because you are accidentally overeating on these, too much yeah, on these on these minutiae it's because you're overeating something on mass if you've gotten up to you know these big weights if you're way above your natural weight you've not gotten there through under eating now obviously there's gonna or, or sorry or overeating on a small scale you've gotten there because you've overeaten the calories to a large degree so the first port of call is to adjust that area. It's not to, you know, if you're having, we've seen people have huge volumes of food, you know, hundreds of grams of sugar and things like that. So you can just half that. You don't need to track it. Well, that's your calorie controlling. Yeah, exactly. By, you know, our system that we use is really simple. You focus on getting protein, fats, veg, and slow release carbs and sufficient water in. Most people, in order to get to these really high weights, have got to be not doing those things it's really hard to get in huge amounts of calories by doing those things if i have five square meals a day which is what i normally would have i can get to kind of three thousand four thousand calories there's not a lot of room for a lot else but i can maintain my weight on a lot less food if i eat low quality crap sugary food because i can get those calories in quickly yeah yeah i think another yeah another kind of con for me from the calorie counter is People won't track bad days. So, you know, they might track Monday to Friday when it's really, really good. They're like, oh, I'm hitting, you know, 2,000 calories per day. And then it all goes to pot on a weekend and they won't track those days. So there's no knowledge of whether they're having 
three and a half or four thousand calories. So it just provides a snapshot. So I had someone today, so like Joe said, kind of with our system, we don't really promote or we don't feel it's necessary for people to concentrate on counting calories or hit the target. You know, a lot of it is just tidying up and making good choices and being consistent with the choices that you're making uh, with, you know, high quality foods, which I'm sure we'll go into later. Uh, one of my clients said, um, out of interest, I put my food into my fitness pal. It seems very, very low. Which it probably was because she was concentrating all on that day and she was consciously tracking it. But that is just very similar to if I try and figure out how much money I spend per month is just by just looking at one day. So yesterday I spent £7.49. Therefore, every day I only spend £7.49. Which is not true because some days I have to do shopping, some days I have to put petrol in the car, then I have to pay my mortgage, I have to pay my bills. And there's a full month that I'd have to track to then get an average of how much I spend each day. Because I have to add it all together, then divide that by 31 instead of just looking at one minute snapshot. So unless you're willing to track seven days a week everything you eat and drink, then it's not always the greatest option either. Yeah, people will always say, I'm eating X, and that, that X is going to be the lowest number. No one's ever said to me, God, Joe, I'm eating 4,000 calories a day because I tracked my Saturday where I ate a load of crap and drank loads, which is obviously going to be the issue because people always know this. You know, ultimately, I think you know, 90% of people will already know where they're going wrong. And a, the, a majority of the 10% left, I could tell you in a week where you're going wrong by looking at your food. The biggest issue is nearly always consistency and overdoing the obvious high-calorie foods. As much as people want it to be metabolic disorders, thyroid, you know, <laughs> hidden calories in things like yogurts. It's not, you know, it's rare because people think that, or sweeteners, things like that, these, these phantom fat gainers, that is a dog running around yeah. in the background. But it's not just wrestling with his own toy. It's not a wolf. We're not under any kind of mortal, under any mortal peril. Um, I've lost my point. So just people, it's just obvious for most people. What's hard, and this is what frustrates me, is people say, fat loss is easy, eat less, move more. Well, it's not as cut and dry as that, is it? Because if people could just eat half the amount of crap they normally eat, then they'd lose weight. There's a reason people are eating... Oh, ice cream van too. There's a reason people are eating lots of sugar, and it's because there's underlying issues, or they're not getting the right nutrition, right nutrients in. There's so many complexities to it that it's not as cut and dry as just eat a bit less crap food because there's a reason people are eating so much. Yeah, so kind of with us and the whole kind of purpose of sustain is to get quality foods in at each meal. So if you're familiar with our kind of commandments or the kind of the, the rules that we start people off with, it's have protein every meal, have you know high fiber veg twice a day, healthy fats twice a day, at least two liters of water. And just by getting those into your meals will automatically mean that you cut back. So if you have, if you normally have a bowl of pasta with cheese, okay, so then you add uh, a portion of protein, so you're instantly going to eat less pasta or less cheese. And then if you add, you know, a fist-sized portion of vegetables, then you're going to eat less um, pasta. So you're instantly cutting down the carbohydrates. You're instantly cutting the calories down from that meal. So it's instantly making it more nutritious and less calorie dense and more filling. Yeah, I'm just kind of a little bit of a moan now for a couple of minutes because one thing I worked with a, a client recently and I'm just looking through the messages now. And one of the things we always ask is, where, where have you struggled before? What, what's the issue? This lady said, well, in the past it was binging, but now I just feel guilty if I have a few little bits off plan. 
Um, so, you know, if I'm having coffee or yogurt, things like that. So she was obviously on a really restrictive plan before. She then went on to say, the issue is I'm not eating enough. So she was of the belief that her metabolic rate was too low. So therefore her body was in fat storage mode of some kind. You know, I'm reading between the lines here. But in a week of hitting, you know, the majority tens and a couple of nines, that's on our system very, very good. She lost five pounds. And for a lady who was, you know, not ginormous, it was a large portion of weight to lose. And it just shows the issue isn't calories, it's not metabolic disorder, it's just consistency. Is that she will be neglecting the couple of little details that she's having that's bumping her calorie count up. And that once you bring that focus, you know, you bring that microscope onto exactly what people are eating for a short time, you can have a massive change. And that's a big change for a week. You know, a lot of people will say, oh, it's just water. But we probably worked with 30 new clients last week, and that was probably in the top 10%, probably the top three weights of people. There's a couple of ladies who lost a bit more, but not many. And this is from someone who obviously knows about nutrition, knows about dieting. She's done a strict kind of cut before with her personal trainer, and she knew a lot more than average. But she's, her issue is still consistency. And this is why people, you know, people get kind of frustrated sometimes because they say, well, I've tried everything. Well, until we've seen a week, we're only asking for seven days, then we can have a look at it. And if someone eats perfectly for a week and they don't move, then I can be willing to kind of look at the next options down the line. But until you've seen just seven days of someone's food, it's amazing how little idea people actually have. And I think that's why tracking is so interesting because we convince ourselves, oh, you know, I eat quite well. And then you ask someone to write it down and it doesn't read that way. You know, it comes across a bit angsty. But this is just what we see. You know, we've worked with so many people, you know, thousands and thousands of people have worked this for a week. And hundreds, if not thousands, have worked this for months at a time. And you just see it over and over and over again. Yeah, a very similar kind of situation. I had a client who uh, messaged us and said, oh, um, I'm over 50, I'm on HRT, um, I'm eating like 1,400 calories a day, I'm burning, according to my Fitbit, 2,800 calories, and my weight is not shifting. Did a week with us, no tracking, so not tracking the calories, lost weight. You know, signed up, done another couple of weeks, lost more weight. So it's not, you know... The reason why people don't lose weight is not because they're not aware of how many calories they're eating. It's because they're not eating good food consistently. And, you know, straight up, calorie counting, yeah, it has its place. It has its bonuses. You know, if you want to sneak a bit of chocolate in there, you want to sneak a bit of ice cream in there, you can do that. But it's a massive bollock. And oh, those, it's such a pain in the arse. Those it? are things that you can do, you know, whilst just eating sensibly. I mean, I, I love being, like, super specific with the numbers. And when I start a diet, working out my calories and my macros and my timings and all that jazz... But it's a pain in the ass, you know. And I think one of the problems you have is, for someone like me who likes sticking to the rules, then I will calorie track really specifically, and I'll eat the same things to make sure I'm right. But when people start to get blasé with it and they throw in, well, I had a takeaway and I think it was this many calories, and I went out and I just got this generic soup. People have no idea what's in their food. Like they'd have no idea how many grams of protein they need a day. How many grams of protein? You said to the average person, how many grams of protein do you need a day? Seven. And how many grams of protein are in 100 grams of chicken? They just have no idea. People have a complete inability to do this because they're just not used to it. Why would they? You're not taught it in school. You, are, you have no reason to, to know these details unless you've done it for pretty much months on end. But because people are going, well, I went out and had a carton of soup from this shop. Well, pff, sorry, that's just not really how it works. You're just, you know, you're just kind of pissing in the wind and just taking a stab in the dark. You might as well just work with what what is your biggest issue? Is it 
you are eating too big a portions of nutritious food or is it you're having large amounts of low quality high calorie food it's the latter it's definitely going to be the latter it's nearly well I don't want to say always because there's going to be someone out there who's dropping 600 grams of sweet potato yeah it's very rare that someone overeats I haven't met anyone yeah (laughs) someone overeats on oats or sweet potato or rice fatty meat's the only one isn't it fatty meat and peanut butter they're the ones that you might see but that is one in 20, if not more, one in 50. The people that you see, you just... Six bottles of Prosecco, you're smashing <laughs> on a Tuesday night, Sandra. You're swilling down, yeah. You know, it's the obvious stuff, uh, but we just... I think I read something the other day saying, you're talking about people having belief in their skills, and often we have the most belief in the skills we're least competent with and the least belief in the skills we're most competent with. So basically, the stuff you're no good at, you think you're really good at, and the stuff you are good at, you don't believe in yourself with. And that's one thing we see quite a lot is often the people who sign up are actually doing quite well. And some of the people who don't are the ones who really do need our help. You know, you're talking very overweight men and women who've struggled for long periods of time, but there's this belief that they can do it. And I think that's partly because my fitness pal has said, all you've got to do is eat below this number. It is easy, isn't it? Yeah, but, but, it's, <laughs> but it's, it's like the alcoholic thing we always say, it's not easy. It's whether Simple. whether it fits your lifestyle as well. So for you, you know, tracking and weighing and measuring and eating the same meals each day is you know an option. It's yeah, manageable. Yeah, it's manageable for you. It's something you can do. So Joe does like a big batch cooking, uh, and that's his meal sorted for the week. Now, if you've got you know a partner and you've got kids, then it's not. They aren't going to want to chicken yeah, it's, seven nights. Yeah, and <laughs> you know, for me. Um, whoever's in the house first will cook dinner so quite often it's my wife so then when I get home am I going to dictate well actually I can only have 200 grams of this chicken and it's got to be cooked in one calorie spray and actually I only want 200 grams of rice and or am I just going to want to go home and go right you know we've got fish salad and you know sweet potato wedges or something like that I need a style that you know or a system a way of eating that can just you know, make good choices on the fly instead of me having to get scales out. Oh, it blows my mind when you think about it. You think that I am a 28-year-old guy who essentially lives on my own, you know, works flexible times and has worked in the health and fitness industry for 13 years and I still don't want to weigh my food. It's yeah. still an inconvenience to me. How can millions and millions of predominantly women, you know, there are lots of blokes as well, think that this is a sustainable way or the only way yeah or, the, or what you have to do to to get what you want so I think it's just there's too much information out there isn't there there's, because now we know this that if you control your calories you will lose weight people are looking for the way they can do that the easiest I say the easiest because weighing your food is not easy but with as much flexibility as possible and ultimately you just have to be aware there's going to be some sacrifice is that you know the, the knowledge of eating a bit less crap food to fit your calories isn't new, but it comes down to be able to buy a bag of crisps and eating half of it, or buying a pack of sweets and eating half of it, or whatever it is. The thing that you've been unable to probably do for 10, 20, 30, 40 years, maybe. No, I don't think I've ever got a 50 gram bar of dairy milk and eating half of it. You get into habits and they are really hard to break. If you have a bad day and you eat chocolate, that is really, really hard to then suddenly eat half a bar. You're, you're asking your body to change something that it just or your brain to change something it doesn't want to do 
So find an easy way of doing it. Stop weighing all your food. Yeah, I think it's just it's another way of overcomplicating a, something that doesn't have to be complicated. <laughs> you know, it's, it's people kind of majoring with minors and concerning themselves over things that they don't need to concern themselves about. Like, say, if you're doing the right things day in and day out consistently, that's going to bring better results. I remember um, one of my friends who's quite a big guy, like overweight, and he's been trying to lose weight and he has some success working with PT and then he kind of goes back because he doesn't change his habits and he asked me one time he's like what butter do you use to cook with it's like that is so far yeah. from where you are going wrong that is not the, the reason why you've got away it's not something you need to address he was cooking cornflakes though <laughs> <Blood> jokes. <laughs> he's cooking a sausage dog um, yeah so just overcomplicating things it's just you've got to get the basics right first it's like you know not knowing how to drive, but then learning how to handbrake turn. Going to the Nürburgring and trying to set a PB. Like. Yeah, it's just, you know, you've got to get those basic things right. And they're going to give you the better results anyway than you trying to track your macros and squeeze Pop-Tarts in there. Yeah, I think if you want to have something off-plan, then just eat well, it. Well, let's not say off-plan. Let's just say high-calorie, low-nutritious. Yeah. Or so, like yeah. cake. Or anything, anything that you know isn't optimal for fat loss, then just eat it. And just do something else to negate the damage. So, have a veg and protein based meal. So, instead of having something that's got higher fat or higher carbs in, just have a stir fry with a, you know, a tiny portion of rice for a meal. It's learning how to make yourself full of few calories so that then you can enjoy having higher calories the rest of the time. Really, really simple. You don't need to take out five grams of nut butter from your smoothie, 10 grams of rice from each meal. You know, and your mid-afternoon banana. Way in your cucumber. So, yeah, so you can have two Reese's Pieces. Just have them. But God, if it's a small amount of calories, just chill out. It will balance itself out over the course of a week. Yeah, it? I think people get a bit confused and think that every meal has to be perfect, every day has to be perfect. And it doesn't because, you know, again, going back to that kind of, the idea of looking at how much money you spend is, it levels out over the week. It levels out over a month. Mm. You know, you could eat 200 extra calories on a Monday, but then you eat you know, 20 calories less per day for the rest of the week. And there you go, it's not nearly even now. I guess you've got the two sides of calorie tracking and neither of which I think are particularly beneficial because you've got tracking to the nth degree where you weigh your cucumber and your water and everything else, which is just going to absolutely cramp your life. And it means you're going to be going to Nando's and asking how many calories in your halloumi wrap. Or you've got doing it the blase way. And because people don't have enough knowledge to, to do that, then they can't do that either. So you end up with both approaches being flawed. And as you mentioned a few times throughout this, you just don't need to do it. So why not, you know, why are you doing it? You're doing it so you can have a bit of crap food or a bit of low quality food in your day. So just do it and just find a way to moderate it without having to know all the exact numbers behind it. Look at what you're doing at the moment and do a bit less and ask yourself the question, how much do I need to actually enjoy myself? Yeah. Is it three bottles of wine or is it just a couple of glasses? Could you have a glass of water in between? If you love your wine, could you cut something else back? Could you exercise more? Could you exercise harder? If you say no, then you're wrong. Because I don't know if I've ever seen people in a commercial facility who exercise intensely enough. You know, that's so much of that is something where people can work and improve. Do you track your workouts? If it's no, then you're not working hard enough. You know, there's so many different areas you can work on. So many on. variables yeah. that you can do before you have to weigh, measure, track calculate adjust your calories you can get so far you know if you go on our transformation pages if you go on you know the kind of the facebook page 
99 out of 100 of those transformations will have not accounted a single calorie during their journey, during their sustained yeah, journey. Yeah, not consistently. Anyway, they might have done it once as a, as a trial, but I can think of you know, the two obvious ones, the two really big losses that come to my mind of Nigel and Gav. Yeah. So five stone for Nigel and maybe more for Gav, six for Gav. You know, two guys who eat out a lot but would never weigh any food. We're just really consistent. Jill, Jill as well. You know, Jill is probably our best female transformation and has now held weight under nine stone for the past year and a half and has never tracked a calorie. So, yeah, you know, calorie counting, you know, it has its place, but is it necessary? No, not all for me. I just think for our demographic and the people who are going to be listening to this of busy women with families... It's just, just adding another ball egg to your life. Yeah. To your already busy life. People find it hard enough to diet, so just don't make it hard. It needs to be. Everything I always say is make it easier. That's why I'm so big on prepping food and planning your meals ahead of time because it just makes it easier to stick to if you know what you're going to eat or the food's there ready. Adding in this monster of a variable that's tracking every single thing you eat is just so hard to do. Cool if you want to give it a go, but we just don't think you need to. And we are happy to coach people. I've done it before. People send across, you know, their calories and stuff every day, and that's fine. If you if you want to do it, I just think we're make it easier. That was Fenton banging his head on the desk. Yeah. I think he's telling us to stop. <laughs> you know, if you want to do that, that's fine. I just want to make people's lives and their fat loss as easy as possible. So why add in a detail that is just above your station? Yeah, and again, if you are going to do it, then it does need to be seven days a week because. <laughs> It's fine eating fifteen hundred calories Monday to Friday, but then if you have no idea what you have Saturday, Sunday, then it's impossible for you to you know just if you stop losing weight, then do you start pulling calories out at fifteen hundred, or do you look at tracking the weekend? So it needs to be like a full time job. And stop believing your Fitbit. You're not burning. Yeah. You're not in a fifteen hundred fifteen hundred calorie deficit and not losing weight. It's one of those numbers. A deficit would mean your body is burning more than you're consuming. If you are in a calorie deficit you have to be losing weight. So you can track your food. So that's the, that portion is unnegotiable. What is going wrong is your Fitbit. Your Fitbit cannot work out everything else in between. It doesn't know your metabolic rate or how much lean muscle mass you have. Or... If, you, if you take two, you know, if, if I think back to myself as an 11-year-old versus another 11-year-old who was my height and my weight, but of a natural, you know, a natural endomorph, so someone who was more likely to to get fat and you put us on the same calories, it would have been absolute world apart as the results because my metabolism works so much faster than a lot of other people's. So if you are overweight and your Fitbit is telling you you should be losing weight, then you are just unfortunately on that side of the scale where you have a lower metabolic rate or there's something amiss. Something is going on. Your body is not burning as many calories as you think. So someone like me will burn through a lot. Other people won't. So you then have to look at what you can change which is going to be your exercise. You have to get fitter, you have to get stronger, one or the other, or ideally both. The people of the most flexibility, the ones who can burn through those calories. You know, that's why you look at people like Michael Phelps troughing through 14,000 calories. Because the man could swim like a fish for hours on end, of course he can get through those calories. Yeah. I'm not telling you that's what you have to do. You have to make steps in that direction. If your current exercise regime is mowing the lawn, then it's not going to get through very Struck many calories. Yeah, that's not a euphemism, don't worry, neither of those. Um, but the same thing, like, so, so, so your Fitbit's not going to be accurate, but it's still something that you can use to adjust. So if your Fitbit says you're burning 2,000 calories, and you're still not losing weight, 
then use your Fitbit to burn 2,400 calories. Yeah. Doesn't necessarily mean you're burning 2,400 calories, but it's just a unit that you can adjust. So I wear a, a step counter. Do I think it's 100% accurate? Of course not. But it's just something that I can make sure, all right, I hit 10,000 steps per day and use that. And will it be 10,000 steps? Maybe less, maybe more, I don't know. But it's just a way of measuring, it's, it's a way of be, tracking. Yeah, it doesn't matter if it's 10,000 or not. What matters is if you're not burning enough calories that you then do more steps. Yeah, so that's it. So then I can adjust and go for you know 12,000 or whatever it is. But it's just a way of tracking. But you just can't take it as gospel. Yeah, you can't work longer and longer forever. You keep can't if you're already on a high. This is the interesting one. Just an, another point then, Jesus. and then I'll shut up. Is if you've got a woman who is 18 stone, at five foot two, she's not going to have a very high metabolic rate because she will not have a large amount of muscle mass. She'll have more than the average five foot two woman because of the weight she's carrying around. But she's not going to burn a lot of calories. So one of the things I sometimes see is if you have a woman of those dimensions who's already walking 10,000 steps a day, her body is adjusted to tolerate that. So whilst it's impressive that she's walking 10,000 steps a day because it is hard work, it's not going to be anywhere near as hard for her as it is for the woman who's used to walking 2,000 who bumps it up to 10,000. So what I'm saying there is it's the change. The woman who's doing 10,000 steps her whole life her body's adapted to that, so it's not hard Become very for her. efficient at the movement. The woman who's doing 2,000 steps a day to bump that up 500%, that is absolutely massive. She is going to be exhausted. That will be like a proper hard graft busting your ass training session to her. Mm. So in that case, that's cool. Because if you've got somebody doing 2,000 steps, then get them to do some more. If someone's already doing 10,000 steps, then you can't say that's sufficient because your Fitbit says you're burning loads. Because you aren't. If, yeah, you're holding, it, if you're holding weight, then you need to do something different. At the end of the day, if your Fitbit says you're burning this and your calories say that you're ingesting this and you're not losing weight, then one of them is wrong. Or you can just keep looking at them and hoping yeah. that your biology and hasn't arguing. your biology hasn't caught up your Fitbit yet. Because just just going back, just as a closing statement. <laughs> and another one. No, battery's going to run out. Um, like Joe said, you know, when people hope that it's like metabolic damage and they're in starvation mode. Starvation mode worked. And you couldn't, you know, you gained fat because you weren't eating enough food. Then no one would starve to death. <laughs> and people do starve to death. There's a good meme, isn't there? There's two, you know, there's, there's two options here. Either the cure to starvation lies in your genetic code or something's going amiss here. Yeah. And it's... I imagine... Something going amiss. Yeah. It's not the former. Right. So that is us. That's quite a long one for us. We were really chewing that fat there, James. <laughs> yeah, I chewed it. I chewed it so good. <laughs> right. So that's a goodbye from me. Goodbye from me. Hey, it's a goodbye from Fred. He's swallowed his toy. I don't know. He's very frisky. We're off to the vets. Right. Goodbye.